Hi, friends. Welcome to the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. I'm Leona Evans, and I'm here today, as always, with my son and co-host, Matthew J. Evans. Hi, it's great to be here. Well, today we're going to start off with a very important question, one that I believe will interest many of our listeners. Here's the question. Why is it that we're often able to make changes in our lives, but have such a difficult time sustaining those changes. Let's take the proverbial example of exercise. Now, this has happened to me over and over and over again in my life, and it took years before I finally understood what kind of habit that was and what it had to do with my center of gravity. I have always known that it was appropriate and healthy to exercise. I've always felt that it was a good idea, but never particularly enjoyed it or wanted to do it. So I would motivate myself. I would get into a space where I knew it was a good thing to do, and I would actually do it. I would buy the exercise clothes. I would get the gym membership, and I would go. And I was so grateful that my willpower was able to sustain me in this desire to be fit and be healthy. Well, after a couple of months, I would realize that, yes, I was getting more fit and more healthy, and it felt really good. But I also noticed that my motivation was not as strong as it once was. My willpower was fading, and since I was looking good and feeling good, it seemed like I could take a day off, or two days off, or a week, or maybe put my membership on hold and maybe then just stop doing it until the next time, a year later or six months later, when the same pattern would repeat itself. Do you know what I'm talking about, Matthew? Oh, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can I can think of so many times when that's happened in my life, for sure. I can think of so many times when I've, I've really struggled to develop a really disciplined practice routine, practicing music, and, and just being able to start it for a couple of days and then slowly kind of losing momentum, like, oh, I don't really feel like it right now. I'm tired today. I'm kind of achy or... It's so easy to come up with excuses for why you don't want to do it, and developing that discipline is just the biggest challenge that we face for this. Well, is it discipline or is it something else? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Our goal is to work with the concept known as the center of gravity, sometimes referred to as a comfort zone. This is a really important topic in terms of our spiritual unfoldment because when we understand it as more than a physical phenomenon, the term center of gravity, we come to a greater understanding of why our efforts to make and sustain changes in our lives can be difficult for us, even though we know that they would be positive changes. So first, we'll discuss what the center of gravity means in terms of our physical world, and then look at what it means to us from a metaphysical perspective and draw some really powerful analogies. So in physics, a person's center of gravity is the point where weight is evenly distributed and balanced. 
the more weight we have farther away from our center of gravity, the more difficult it is to balance ourselves. For example, if we see an object falling and reach out to pick it up, even while sitting, it's very possible that we could lose our balance and fall. But the fact is, we didn't really lose our balance. We were surprised by the situation and didn't prepare ourselves properly. Our center of balance works in our favor when we anticipate and are prepared for the movements we make on a routine basis, but not when a situation takes us by surprise. Right. I have an example of how things can happen when situations take us by surprise. For example, a friend of mine recently broke her ankle while playing with her golden retriever in the snow when she and her family were on a vacation. She tripped and fell on a rock that was underneath the snow. She was really surprised because usually she's physically fit and she knows where she's going and what she's doing. And so she was discussing what she could learn from the experience, as we often do in New Thought, to help us see the value even in a negative situation and how she could keep it from repeating. Now, she drew the conclusion that she needed to be more aware, more awakened to the possibility of rocks or branches that might be hidden under the snow. In other words, if she knew in advance that her center of gravity would be compromised, she would have made a different choice of where and how she would play with her dog. But she didn't. She didn't realize that there were rocks or branches under the snow, so she can only take responsibility for future choices. It's really never a good idea to look back and say, I should have known better, because the fact is, if we had known better, we would have done something different. And so this was was an important lesson for her about awareness and about being fully present in any given moment and calculating the consequences, possible consequences of our choices. So going along with the idea of flexibility, tightrope walkers and gymnasts training on the balance beam spend a great deal of time carefully practicing techniques to shift their center of gravity instantly to make sure they don't fall. In fact, their skill and artistry comes from being able to shift their center of gravity to a far greater extent than those of us not trained. But it takes a huge amount of work and practice to move from instability to greater stability. Even slight changes in position can change where our center of gravity is. Martial artists know this as well as dancers. Yes, watching martial artists, especially in a slower discipline like Tai Chi, gives us a really important insight on how shifting our center of gravity with different body poses, some that look comfortable, some that look uncomfortable, and for many of us not in that discipline, some untried and untrusted positions, help us understand how martial artists' spiritual discipline is tied in with their physical discipline the idea of a movement that can shift how we can be comfortable in different positions, how we can avert possible disasters by taking different positions, how we can promote a sense of peace and well-being and comfort 
in our bodies and with the world around us by having that flexibility. So what do we learn from this? We all have a center of gravity, which is the optimum place where our weight is evenly distributed so that we can keep our balance as we go about our daily activities. We can shift our center of gravity through exercise or physical therapy, which allow our bodies to become more versatile when situations come up that cause us to become off-center and perhaps hurt ourselves. The more aware we are of how to use our bodies, for example, in heavy lifting, where we want to shift our center of gravity to a position that gives us greater leverage, the healthier and stronger and safer we become. However, since life isn't always predictable, there are times when our center of gravity is disturbed by unexpected events and we are going to become thrown off balance and become vulnerable. So what does this mean to us on our journey to greater self-awareness and self-knowledge? Well, we have a psychological center of gravity as well. This is a place in consciousness that is habitual and comfortable for us, even though it might not be healthy or positive. For example, there are those who have repeatedly experienced a history of abuse in their relationships and reach a point where they realize they have to make a change. They go to psychological counseling, they have spiritual therapy, they realize that they don't deserve to be abused, and they agree that they need to seek out another kind of relationship in their lives. But even if we do, what we don't understand is that we risk getting out of our center of gravity or our comfort zone. And even if it's a positive change for the better, we can easily slip back to missing our old way of life. Now, Nathaniel Brandon, author and psychologist who is referred to as the father of the self-esteem movement and who has been a great teacher and good friend in my life, has said that when we're out of our comfort zone or center of gravity, we experience something called happiness anxiety. In other words, our newfound happiness can cause us self-doubt and mistrust because we don't see ourselves as being without self-doubt and mistrust. And if we're not careful, we will inadvertently start recreating our current situation to match the old one. Now, our center of gravity is made up of old beliefs and self-concepts that have taken root in our consciousness over a very long period of time and now comprise our mental and emotional center of gravity. Since we greatly underestimate the power of the center of gravity, we believe that changes in habit and lifestyle are much easier to make and keep than they really are. Of course, willpower will provide us with the impetus to make the change, but once our willpower is exhausted, we need to recognize and understand and really integrate the work that has to be done on a deeper level in order to sustain those changes. As long as the metaphorical weight in our center of gravity is deeper and more dense than our newfound willingness to make the changes that will give us a greater quality of life, we'll be stuck 
with the habitual behavior and outlook that keeps us off balance and causes us to feel insecure, not because we enjoy it, not because it makes us happy, but because we're used to it and it feels like home. Now, this might sound depressing, but the fact is, the sooner we're able to acknowledge that we're stuck in a center of gravity that isn't flexible or amenable to growth and greater awareness, the easier it is to exercise our mindset and become more flexible in the way that we're able to see ourselves in any given situation. Remember, the question that we asked at the beginning of the episode is this. Why is it that we're often able to make changes in our lives but have such a difficult time sustaining them? We need to go back to acknowledging and dealing with our center of gravity, our comfort zone. We will have a tendency to go back to what we call home, what we call our comfort zone, what we identify with, unless we are aware of the power of that comfort zone and how we are able to inadvertently slip back into it when we least expect it. The point is, if we expect it, if we understand, and again, back to self-knowledge being the key to our spiritual unfoldment, if we understand that that can happen, there's no reason why we have to allow it to happen. It's like any addiction. It's going to be a struggle. And the more we are aware that it's not necessarily going to be an easy trip, it's not necessarily going to be just packing our bags and moving on to a new state of consciousness, then we can nurture ourselves and understand ourselves more and get help during that process when we feel we're being threatened to go back into the old lifestyle. When we ask, who am I? We become able with great work on our flexibility, great prayer, meditation, help, counseling. We become able to identify ourselves in a variety of different situations. We don't just have to be at home in one center of gravity. For example, instead of saying, well, I'm shy and I'm not used to asserting myself and I'm not comfortable that way, we have the opportunity to understand that we have more than one place we call home. Yes, we can be shy, we can be introverted, but we also need to be flexible enough to understand that when we need our assertive powers, we can also feel comfortable using them. We're not limited to just one place in consciousness. If we identify ourselves with feeling inadequate, we can also flex our center of gravity to include feeling capable, trustworthy, and confident. Our goal is not to attempt to eliminate doubts and insecurities, but like the great martial arts disciplines, as we were discussing before, to be able to become more mentally and emotionally flexible and be able to keep our equilibrium without feeling defeated or inadequate. In other words, it is our goal 
to be able to feel at home in more than one state of consciousness. I might be shy. I might be introverted. But I am also extroverted and capable. I can find a place of comfort there. I can realize that I might not want to stay there all the time, but I have the power to be there and to be there sincerely and to be there and to feel comfortable being there because as a spiritual being having a human experience, we need to reach out and have those experiences in life to understand how strong and how flexible we can be. Yes, that's happened to me many times. I can think of experiences when I've been nervous before a performance and I go out on stage and something happens between when I was before I stepped out on stage and then when I got on stage where that anxiety just kind of goes away and is replaced by that focus and and that determination just being in the new center of gravity it just is a completely different space how does it feel does it feel that you're at home confident yeah it's very comfortable it's very you know it's so in the moment it's it's almost hard to kind of look back on it and reflect because it's such a, a present feeling i think that's the most important description i can think of is it's the most present and comfortable and you do feel that you're in your right and perfect place and you can operate that way for as long as you need to Right. You know, there have been times in my life when my stage fright overcame me, and I was not necessarily able to shift to a different state of consciousness. It was very, very, very difficult. Even though that period of time happened for a couple of years in my 20s, I still remember how much of a prison I felt in, knowing that I wanted to perform so much, and yet there were times, not all the time, but there were times when I was so overwhelmed with the fact that I couldn't get out of my present state of consciousness because I didn't understand I was more than that. I didn't understand it at all. And yet, when I started going into this work, the work of consciousness, new thought, unity, I began to understand something very important. And that is that as deeply as I believed that I didn't have what it took to overcome the situation I was faced with, there was another element in my consciousness, another aspect of my personality that did feel capable. And it was a matter of recognizing that the center of gravity that caused me to look at the world as a frightening place where my talents couldn't be recognized and accepted, there was also another aspect of consciousness that felt totally capable and totally aware and totally comfortable letting my light shine. And rather than trying to force my frightened inner child to do something that was beyond her capability, what I really needed to do was call upon the confident self, 
the self that was completely comfortable letting my light shine. And I have been very respectful of those states of consciousness ever since. When I feel that I simply cannot do something, I realize that there's another I in me that can. Right. We have so many different selves within us that that we can draw upon and and call upon when, when we need to in these situations. And it is important to remember that flexibility is the key to our inner strength. A lot of times we think of flexibility as being uh, waffling or weakness, but the fact is that in the martial arts, in dance, in so many other disciplines, we need to realize that we're more than just one state of mind. And to try to force the addicted self to perform as though it didn't have those vulnerabilities is much too great a burden. It's not about forcing the inner child to become an adult. It's in loving the inner child to wholeness and to affirm, I am, I can, I will. And remember that the I am is the name of the spirituality of the living spirit of truth within us. And I am is not just one state of mind. It is limitless. Thanks so much for listening to the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page or on our website, getoffyouraffirmation.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Have a wonderful week. You deserve it.